Listener Production. Like some to die for yogurt on some perfectly soaked burger. Bad boys get all the yum yum. Yes. Yum yum good. Yum yum good. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. How much does a um, car service set you back? Usually, Matt. Oh, bro, I go to the fancy place. I mean, they vacuum the car as well. Uh, it's it's the service. It's the, the it's car the, silver service. It's the dealership that you know that I kind of mm. uh, that matches my car. If I go to a cheap one, about a hundred and hundred and eighty or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, damn. Why? Why? Why are you asking? Well, I. Mean you was... don't even have a car, man. We got a we got a family car. <laughs> Took it in. Six fifty. Whoa. Well, apparently needed new brake pads at the back. Oh, yeah, okay. So well, that might have been a bit more. Can't skimp on that, can you? No, you don't want to skimp on them. But they know you don't want to skimp oh, on them. Oh, I know. <laughs> if any mechanic ever said to me, they're the brakes. I'm like, I'll pay whatever, man. Exactly right. There's nothing I could do. Man, I wish I'd learned more about cars growing up rather than just what ones. I'm very good at identifying cars, but um, not very good at what happens beneath the exterior. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, so, did you pay? Did you fork it? Yeah, you fork. Of course you, you fork. Just, did you get under there on the skateboard? <laughs> just a couple of tools in hand and start cranking stuff. Well, it's tough. It's always, you always got to figure out how you're getting home from dropping the car off at the service. That's the other one. <laughs> so, it was a 7am drop off. I, had to, I just wore my running clothes and jogged back. Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Mm. Well, look, uh, that's a part of the parcel of owning a car. I've had to do the old, uh, I mean, you got to do yeah. the insurance. Well, luckily, um, luckily petrol's really cheap these days as well, so I'll make it back that way. Um, thank you very much for joining us today on All Day Breakfast. All right, let's get stuck into it. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, one of those nights getting into bed. <laughs> and, <laughs> what do you uh, mean? One of those nights. Oh, well, yeah, it happens most nights, getting into bed. <laughs> well, may- maybe for you, but maybe not for me. I've got Sometimes we've just moved Sophia into her own bed. We took the cot side off. So oh. now, buddy, last night, okay, aside from the story I'm about to tell you, I wake up in the middle of the night, Sophia's calling out. I look on the baby monitor. She's on the floor. She had the, <laughs> she had the old roll out. Oh, no. The tumble dry onto the, onto the rug. <laughs> Anyways, so um, lying in bed and then suddenly... Look up on the door. I'm like, what's what's that in the corner of my eye? Huge cockroach, right? It's uh, not what you want, is it? I know. So I do my best to get rid of it. Okay, and then and then I and I have to warn Belle because Belle's not a big cockroach fan, right? <laughs> so then, yeah, this yeah, morning, doesn't head along to the cockroach fan club meetings, <laughs> of which there are many. Doesn't follow any on Instagram. Don't know why. <laughs> But um, but Belle, but I, I go out this morning. I'm like, oh, gee, there's a cockroach on the ground here. You know, legs up, wriggling. I go near the lift. All these cockroaches. Oh. I go into the garage, so many cockroaches. Oh. So it turns out, Belle reminds me, we've had the place sprayed. They are everywhere, right? Like I'm Wait, wait, wait. So you've sprayed No, no, the building got sprayed. The whole building got sprayed. And the car park, there are like every just So they're just so running many. out of the apartments into the <laughs> basement yes, car park. Right? Oh. And it reminds me of this time I was lying in my bed a little while back. In the oh. same building, you know, I've lived here for like 10 years. Yeah. And I, and I was like, it was lights out, everything, just lying in bed. And I was like, what's, what's that on my neck? Oh, no. <laughs> and then I just reached and grabbed it and chucked it against the wall. And fair enough, huge cockroach, right? Uh. So I asked you, okay, I can't be the only one going through my own creepy crawly nightmares right, mm. right now. 
because they're just, you know, they're everywhere at the moment. We found a little snake in the garden as well. Like, you know, I saw a, a spider on the playground. They're following me. Mm. With all the rains as well in the eastern part of Australia, they're out and about. Yeah. Well, they're creeping and they're crawling. Mate. You know, and they do play a big part in the uh, the ecosystem, but cockroaches on the neck, <laughs> not unless the place. Unless it's a sick tattoo to scare <laughs> off all the other prisoners, then I don't <laughs> think that they're that welcome. Yeah, it's there to show them that I can survive anything. <laughs> so I asked you, what's your freaky, creepy, crawly story? Okay, now I was quite happy with, with this uh, call out, to be honest. What's your freaky, creepy, crawly story? And um, done it. it makes me think, how do you stuff up Alex all the time if you can say, <laughs> what's your creepy, freaky, creepy, crawly story? Penelope had the same thing once woke up from a sleep with a cockroach crawling up on my neck. I don't oh, know, dear. what is it with these bugs just loving those neck kisses? <laughs> Vamp- um, vampire cockroaches. Chezwaza, uh, at Chezwaza said, I sucked an earwig out of a curly straw no! and have never recovered. <laughs> That's... Disgusting, oh. Cheswaza. I should have put a squirmy oh. warning ahead of this. Oh. Um, J. Lou said, I grew up in a... Imagine that. Oh, there's nothing coming out of it. And then suddenly... Oh, like bubble tea with earwigs. <laughs> uh, J. Lou said, I grew up on a farm once. Um, I felt a crawling feeling in my jeans. I tried to check three times. Ended up in my underwear in the middle of a paddock with a 15 cent long centipede on my oh. leg. Ferns, uh, at sweet F-A underscore underscore, said, I once thought there was a sock at the end of my bed, so I used my foot to grab it. Dead mouse. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Ben is on the phone. This is all squirmy warning. <laughs> oh ben is on the God. phone. Ben, you had a pet that went missing. Uh, yeah, pet snake. Oh, right. Um, what sort of snake? Uh, jungle python. Whoa. That sounds scary. I'm assuming it's not, though. <laughs> Oh, he's pretty harmless as long as you get him at the right time and you haven't been playing with any rats like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should be sweet. Rules yeah. you out, Matt, and broadcast <laughs> with yeah. one every day. Um, all right. How big are they? Um, he's probably maybe a metre and a half, two metres. Oh, okay. So we're, we're talking serious length, probably a bit of girth. What, um, what happened to your python? So... He's gotten out a couple of times. I may have left the door open. Uh, oh, you bloody guy at a start of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you weren't near a plane, were you? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, I think Samuel L. Jackson was. No, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> just him around. So anyway, so yeah, okay. So suddenly he's, he's gotten out. Your, your, your python's yeah. gotten out. So he's gotten out. Anyway, had a look. Couldn't find him anyway, anywhere. So we've just, you know, kind of. Said he's gone. <laughs> Six months later, I got a call from my brother's girlfriend at the time saying, hey, um, I think you might have to come down to the mechanic. I think your snake's in my engine. What? <laughs> so what had happened, the mechanic's given the car a service. They'd started to take it apart and notice, yeah, the snake in the engine. Giving her a call saying, hey, I think. Um, it's just lived there for six months or something. Yeah, six. I think it was about five to six months. Yeah, he's gone for eight. That's we we had fully written it off. We were like, he's not coming back. He's so well, back to the wild. Whoa. Do you think it was like eating stuff in the car, or do you think it was going out for like night trips when it was parked? Well, that's what we were trying to think. We're thinking, has he gone down and jumped in the car, or has he been in someone's bag? Who's then sat in the car and then he's hopped out. So oh, we couldn't that's figure giving it out. me chills, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm starting to freak out here, but that's. <laughs> That is wild. Um, yeah, well, it was all good. You know, we thought that was the end of it. Anyway, another pet snake, probably 
Oh, <laughs> another one gets out. Once what? again, not really, not my fault. But no. what are you oh, doing yeah, at this organisation, Ben? Ben, you got to keep his doors closed, man. Yeah, I know. I'm probably the worst person to own pet snakes. <laughs> but anyway, maybe I need something like a, a puppy or just a cat. But <laughs> well, it's just I'm just picturing so the power poles around your neighbourhood with a little A4 thing stapled to it. Sorry, guys, lost my pet snake <laughs> again. <laughs> so go on. So the, the snake gets out. Yeah, this second one gets out. Anyway, he's gone for probably similar time, five to six months, and same thing, just r- wrote it off again. You know, he's not coming back. And then I get a call from my mum. I think it was like 9 or 10 p.m. on like a Wednesday night. She say, hey, I've just got back from netball. Your snake is at the front door eating a possum. What? <laughs> yeah. at, at different house or same, like, house? Same house, yeah, same house. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. So, so I just went on a little Kentucky tour or something through <laughs> yeah. through the neighbourhood, and then finally come home to settle again. Jeez, Ben. Yeah, hey, yeah, I know. Hey, Ben, um, I've got a fridge at home, right? When you take the groceries out of it, and you start cooking, and you've left the door open a while, it starts beeping. Are there any snake <laughs> enclosures that have the same technology? Because you might need it, mate. Yeah, oh, well, you don't, you don't need it when you just got people find them for you. Yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> they always come back eventually. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Ben. We'll homing catch you python. Later. <laughs> we'll catch you later. All right, cool. Thanks, fellas. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, Alex Tyson, it's that time again. Mind blown. I am here to blow your dome. Mind blown. Time is a social construct. You know, how does a fly measure time, Matt? I don't know, by rubbing its hands together. They seem to do that a lot. (laughs) You know, they seem to to be up to something, don't they, flies? They're always going... (laughs) (laughs) It's very evil, are they, the flies? Um, But look, this brings us to actually what type of fact I'm going to be delivering straight Mm. up here because uh, it's in the insecty buggy world. They're Um, they're remarkable creatures, the insects. Well, at Sonia.T.T.71 on Instagram tagged me and stuff. As people have been doing, you know, when they see an interesting fact, they say, oi, okine, jump on in. I almost sent you on this week. Did ya? Yeah. What was the fact? Um, It was a lot of people think like loan sharks are named after the creature in the ocean. It's the other way around. Back in the day, unscrupulous people... Yeah were called sharks or something like that. It's like Dutch um, and they were loan sharks and they were people who, you know. And then the animals got... And then because the animal was in the ocean, they were something else and they started calling people in the ocean. Sharks. They called those things sharks because they were predators in the ocean and that's that's how sharks came about. That is incredible. Um, Well, look, my mind is blown on that. I don't (laughs) don't know if I've got what it takes to say the next fact. I'll give myself a sound effect. Mind blown. There we go. Um, well, this one, uh, Sonia tagged me in a list of animal facts and one of them said, a praying mantis can't copulate with its head attached. <laughs> the female must rip its head off to initiate sex. Now, I looked into it. Must rip the male's head off. I looked into it, okay? So it's not as simple as that, okay? Right. The new scientists write, it's, it turns out, the outcome, okay, of when they put two, a male and female praying mantis together and they did a bunch of these, you know, couplings... Yep. The outcome was dependent on who won the first fight. So they actually have a little bit of a fight, Oh, right? So whoever won the first fight, that would depend the outcome. If the female won the fight, she always cannibalised the male. Right. Okay, but if the males won the fight, mating 
was the most common outcome, right? Now, the Guardian has then talked about a particular praying mantis, the European praying mantis, in which the sex does indeed end in munching of the head. And it clarifies they don't just chomp it off in one foul swoop, uh, they bite into it and nibble it more like an apple, just gradually chomping away at the head of the male um, until it's gone. But without a head, Mm. right, once decapitated, the male has a separate mini brain in his <laughs> tail that kicks in and finishes the job. Like a okay? reverse, pa- like a parachute, a reserve parachute. Well, a lot of people would say that they, you know, they think with their, you know, bits mm. down there and that's exactly actually what the praying mantis does. Happens in the world of the praying mantis. Yeah, so look, there's a video online. If you want to Google praying mantises doing it, mm. um, you can see exactly how it is. Afterwards, the female just sort of like, Licks her fingers. It's a bit weird. It's it's it seems very sinister. What like a praying mantis was a cheesel. Bruh. <laughs> Got a bit of dust left on. Do you there. know what? They also put 3D glasses on praying mantises. There's like picture of them with 3D glasses on. So like, and apparently the first animals that have discovered the first evidence of 3D vision in invertebrates. Okay, so I don't know. Anyways, uh, I guess Praying Mantises, next time you go to watch Avatar in the cinema, there'll be uh, Praying Mantises right there. Mind blown. Blown away. Well, Matt has just blown our minds. What about yourself? We love hearing your messages. Matt.n.alex, send through your voice memo of what's been blowing your mind recently. Today's mind blown is from Bryden. Did you know that raspberries are just made up of a tinier, smaller fruit named druplets. And yeah, raspberries are just a cluster of an, another fruit that I had never heard of until just a minute ago. What? I'm, I'm Googling it. It's true. What? A raspberry is a fruit. A raspberry is made up of many tiny bead-like fruits called druplets. Clustered around a core. Each druplet contains one seed, and an average raspberry has 100 to 120 seeds. What? That's so those little bits blowing. that you eat, they're, they're druplets. You know, so, when you get the druplet seed in your teeth. So next time I go into the ice cream shop, I should say, could I please have a druplet flavoured <laughs> ice cream, please? You sure can. <laughs> It'll take you a long time to get what you want, but go for it. Can I have a druplet sorbet? <laughs> Thank you. Mind blown. Oh, blown. So if you're blowing a raspberry on someone, is it just lots of little? <laughs> Some little aerosol druplets going around, yeah. Little blows? I um, I feel like that's what a praying mantis should be called after it's had sex and its head's been bitten off. Just a soggy old druplet dripping away in the wet patch. All right, this is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. <gasps> I'm with the next oh. segment. What? <laughs> All day breakfast. I smell toast. Matt, what do you think happens after we die? Oh my god. What? What do you think happens? Bro, are what, you what's kidding your... me? It is a Thursday morning and you're hitting me with this? Was. Have you been out? Did you go? Have you slept? <laughs> yes, I've slept, but I went to a funeral this week. And oh, well, you should have started with the sad <laughs> bit so I knew. So I didn't just roast you. No, that's all right. It was a really great celebration. So, so sad. I think I mentioned last week um, 
a friend from Warner, very close to my sister, passed away, Emily Martina, great person, and some great memories and some great speeches were given, but there's a lot of tears and oh I was there crying. And you, get, and you do sort of think about what it's all about. So do you have a, do you have a, um, a thought on that sort of thing? Oh, I mean, I was thinking about it quite recently. I, I mean, I'm genuinely leaning towards we are all in a simulation. <laughs> I'm not joking. And I yeah. like, I mean, that's 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 as good. I mean, the 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 sense of nothingness too much for me to think mm. of right now. And and then that amplifies when you when you have a kid. I think I could have I could have handled nothingness before, mm. but to to like to think of my daughter like just existing. Well, I don't know without me just existing at all anymore in any way, shape or form gets me too sad. So I just have mm. to sort of use a uh, – and also people are really investing in the metaverse at the moment. So I like to assume that there is a financial reason why this is all happening. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. And so not only are we in a simulation but soon we will start controlling another simulation. Okay. And there will be more – it will be a simulation, simulation, simulation until – yeah, we're all basically until one- the universe, which is expanding at a slower rate than it originally did, starts slowing down to a stop and then starts contracting. Yes, exactly. Yeah, back back to nothing. Yeah, it is interesting having the big thoughts like that, like thinking because very very sad. Like putting up the photos of the good times, sort of thing. Just goes, oh my god, this is this is unbearably. Which, what you had photos of the good times? No, just at the funeral um, place. There was TVs around, and they were playing a sideshow, right? Oh. And they hand out the program, and it's got the um, photo and the events. And then at the end, it said, um, "And the closing song will be Forever Young' by Youth Group." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm not gonna, I'm You're not gonna, gonna make last. it through yeah. that." Like seeing that on the menu, it is it is very very tough to look at, um, but. <laughs> It was really wonderful celebration of Emily's life, who was a great person, and it was summed up by Sam, her older brother, who was in my year at school, so I was in his class, so I knew him relatively well, who got up and gave one of the best funeral speeches I think anyone could ever give, because everyone is super sad, and he told me afterwards that he, um, it was weird, he, he sort of cried a bit more while writing it, and then in the room with everyone else's emotion in there, it sort of made him a little bit more stoic, and he was able to read it out, and um just got so many laughs there mm. and really turned what was extremely somber and understandably so into this really great celebration. And it was interesting sitting there and hearing the stories, how much the importance rided on the little moments where, and this at the end of it all, you say things like, some of the best memories are we used to watch TV after school together. Yep. I believe that. that. That's it. It's not the the big celebration, the big achievement, like those kind of things. It's it's the time spent together. It's mm. we played Trivial Pursuit, and I got a question right. Who took over China in the nineteen forties? Well, okay, here we go. What's your memories of Emily? Well, just being really bubbly and fun, and coming around and playing with my sister, and being a big important person in my sister's life. Yeah. You know, and I always had great interactions. Um, but is there any one is I'm, there one particular night or one particular day that you remember you remember? I remember, you know, when your sisters come like when your sister's friends come over, I remember it was, I think I got locked in a bathroom one day and <laughs> Well, yeah. I thought it was a joke sort of thing. Well, I think being the older brother in that instance, I was able to avoid the your you were a younger brother. I was so. seven years younger as well. I was yeah. absolutely <laughs> Yeah. You remember how people make you feel and I also like Emily won't know the appreciation I have for being that friend in my sister's life. Yeah. You know, and that's 
that's the important thing. And when Sam's mentioning, like, he got a question right in Trivial Pursuit and she said, oh, you're really smart, Sam. And it just made me feel, you are a nice person. It's those tiny moments that mm. make it make it all worth it. So You know what's weird? Mm. The two things that happen, one, when you see people on the street that remind you of them mm. and then you go, oh, that person looks like, ah, oh, damn, mm. right? that sucks. The other one is the dreams. When you have a dream with that person in it, and you wake up feeling so embarrassed. That's always a thing. I think I've talked about those two things before, but they uh, always stick with me. Yeah. Yeah, it's in- it's interesting how we make sense of all these things. I, the dreams are interesting. Yeah, with, I remember waking up a couple of times and, like, in the dream, my mum was alive. Totally. I've done it so and many it, times. And, and you- it made sense. Like, it's because of this and this happened, and then so she's alive. And so it's great. And you wake up and it's like. You feel so embarrassed. Why you think, I, I was just crying. I know. You <laughs> feel so up. upset. You feel like yeah. you let your guard down. You're yeah. like, oh my God, how mm. do I let myself believe this thing? Because of course that's not possible, but you're mm. so sure of it. And they're always like, oh, I just had to go and do something somewhere or whatever. Yeah. I've been looking into that a lot, actually. There's, there's sort of, you know, I don't know. If you want to believe it spiritually, you can mm-hmm. absolutely. Link it to uh, the uh, the idea that that is a message from them that they mm-hmm. are coming back that they are trying to communicate with you, and um, yeah, I I always feel embarrassed at the beginning, and then always appreciate the opportunity to, to having mm. seen them again and having believed it mm. for a moment. Mm. You know, yeah, that's awesome. kind of nice. So look, but uh, yeah, I guess, I guess my main takeaway is that they're thinking about it. It is so sad, and the you know the great thing about being so sad, it means the person was so great and being able to spend time with them in, in that is so good. And the other takeaway I think I had from it was, yeah, just it is, if you're sitting and you're bored and it's the little moments, that's that's the stuff that is super important in the end. It's the time spent with one another. And so anyway, yeah, that was, those were just a few of the, the thoughts that I had in what was a really, yeah, tough situation. But yeah, the people in there and the families were, were so strong and wonderful through it and we'll have so many great memories because it was a person who in this life or simulation, um, <laughs> regardless, it doesn't matter, made the people around them feel loved and supported and, yeah, it's, when you get to talk openly in these big moments, it it really um, is pretty plain to see that that's somewhat veering, I reckon, towards the meaning of what we're trying to do here. <laughs> For sure. Well, look, we hope you listening uh, feel love and supported and know that you're loved and supported mm. and we hope that you uh, can savour all of the great moments you're having with the people around you. You listening don't realise how much you doing that makes our day as well. So here's an opportunity to tell you thank you very much for, for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We will be back again tomorrow, so stay tuned. Until then, keep in touch with us at, at matt.n.alex on Instagram. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.